0: what's up everyone it's me aj and you're listening to housewives happy hour and it's time for the ultimate breakdown welcome back everyone to the ultimate breakdown you're probably wondering where the heck i was for two weeks and i unfortunately was sick i was feeling under the weather and unable to record for you guys so i am back and i'm ready to talk about all your favorite tea so, we're going to start off with Atlanta today. So, apparently, Nene Leaks is suing Bravo um, as well as NBC Universal, True Entertainment, and Andy Cohen for alleged racism on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. The filing says NBC, Bravo, and True foster a corporate and workplace culture in which racially insensitive and inappropriate behavior is tolerated, if not encouraged. In this lawsuit, Nini claims that during season one of Atlanta in 2008, the cast planned a barbecue and co-star Kim Zolciak, Zolciak-Berman said words to the effect of, I don't want to sit around with Nini and eat chicken. Um, the statement perpetuated an offensive stereotype about African-Americans is what the law- lawsuit said. Also details another incident involving Kim in 2012 during season five when Kim made Racially offensive and stereotypical comments about Candy's new home, Kim called Candy's neighborhood a ghetto and perpetuated racial stereotypes about Candy not needing her swimming pool to be outside due to her skin color. In addition to that, the lawsuit says that Kim used the N-word to refer to NeNe and other cast members. NeNe also claims that Kim implied she used drugs and that her home was a roach nest. Despite Nini's complaints to executives, they did not terminate their relationship with Kim, nor take any other meaningful action to put an end to her racially offensive behavior. Instead, Nini claims the network rewarded Kim by giving her and her family a spinoff show. Nini's lawyer, David DeRubertis, said in a statement... From the day the series began filming, Nene was the target of systemic racism from co-star Kim, which was tolerated by Bravo executive producer Andy Cohen and other executives. Um, the her attorney also said um, that via an email that not a day goes by that nini doesn't wake up with an onslaught of overwhelming emotions as a direct result of these unfortunate and avoidable occurrences the lawsuit also alleged that nini's complaints of racism led her to being forced off the show in 2020 um the suit says as the black lives matter movement swept our nation mrs leeks Bravo's historically most successful black female talent should have been embraced by NBC, Bravo, and True. Instead, NBC, Bravo, and True forced her out of the house she built, denying her a regular role. So first off, I just want to give my quick opinion on this. I don't usually like to talk about race, religion, and politics on here, so I won't dive in too much to that. But as far as this last statement, I I don't know about you guys, but I personally feel like NeNe kind of took herself off the show in a way. I mean, that final reunion, she, you know, walked off or closed her camera off um, because it was over Zoom and she just seemed very shut off from everything. And I don't really feel that, um, I mean, maybe, I don't know the situation, but I'm just saying it didn't seem like she even really wanted to be there despite, you know, what she's saying now. So I don't know. I mean, and as far as these racism claims, I mean... I Feel like her and Kim are still pretty close. I mean, I've seen them hanging out on Instagram and I've seen Kim show support I don't see Kim like that, but I mean, I don't want to discredit Nini's feelings at all. So um, It's definitely unfortunate, but um, I was kind of hoping for a Nini return in the future But it looks like that ship has definitely sailed Moving on over to Beverly Hills. I'm sure you've heard this if you have not Then I'm about to spill it for you Um, so erica is firing back at garcelle after um she decided to use a scene from the upcoming beverly hills season to promote the release of her book in that clip it basically is garcelle clearly going at it with erica and saying that she doesn't have to make her look bad she can do that all on her own towards erica um and garcelle posted that little clip and then added the caption, you know how else you can look bad all on your own? By not pre ordering your copy of LoveMeAsIAM before it comes out on Tuesday, link in bio. A clear, you know, self promo for her, her book that has now been released. Um, Sutton and Crystal reacted to Garcelle's post by saying, Crystal said, I'm dead. And Sutton said, You have serious. And she put an emoji of soccer ball and a basketball, implying she has serious balls. Um, Erica was less than amused. She retaliated by sharing a video of her throwing Garcelle's book in the trash, with a caption that said, Even though you unfollowed me, I'm sure you'll see this. And then she went on to share her support for her posts on her Instagram stories, um, and just, you know, a couple of clips that fans had come up with. So, most fans have sided with Garcelle and um, thought Erica was living up to her nickname, The Pretty Mess. <laughs> Um, One fan commented saying Garcelle has class and grace. This is like high school petty teenage drama. Another fan said Erica is really showing her true colors, 50 going on 13. Another person said Garcelle has more class in her pinky than Erica has in her whole body. One person said Garcelle still getting paid and not sued. So definitely going to be an interesting season. (laughs) So the trailer did release for the upcoming season of Beverly Hills since it is airing soon. And there was a lot to unpack there, one of it being, uh, or something being the drama between Garcelle and Erica that's going to be pretty apparent. But um, something that caught my eye was the feud that's seemingly going to appear with Kyle and Kathy, which doesn't seem to, I don't know, it seems really sad, so... I guess we're going to have to tune in and wait and see what happens with that. I couldn't really find much on that. But however, uh, there is a bit of drama that uh, the fans can't seem to stop talking about over social media. It's that Kyle recently missed Kathy's birthday dinner. And this was, I believe, last month. And many fans believe Kyle was snubbed from scoring an invite to the event or that she didn't attend because there was bad blood between her and Kathy. However, it turns out that neither is the case. And according to Crystal, who did an interview with Us Weekly, She said, I'm going to clarify the birthday. I was invited to the birthday. I couldn't go. Kyle and Kim have a different group that they hang out with. So I think the show makes it feel like that's Kathy's crew. But like she had multiple birthdays. That was just one birthday. We all have five birthday lunches. And she claimed that Kyle attended a separate birthday event for Kathy. She said, I wouldn't invite my brother to everything of mine. You go to the one thing that makes sense. That group wasn't necessarily a Kyle group. They have their own crew. They're family and their sisters, and there's no way that any family could keep it perfect all the time. And when you're on a reality show, you're going to show the ups and downs of it. Most people get to show the ups. Social media is up, like, perfect, perfect. When I fight with my brother, I'm not posting it. And then when you put yourself in the situation and out there, it's going to come out. But they love each other. And when it comes to the trailer, Crystal said, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I was there for everything, and I'm like, oh my god, that was very dramatic. There's a lot going on. It's just high drama. She also teased that many friendships will be broken and shifted, weakened, and strengthened throughout the season, and she also said to E! News in a separate interview that I feel like what happened last year was very heavy about Erica, and this past few months have been very much, um, everybody gets into it, dynamic shift in friendships, and I think people see people differently this year. Definitely excited for Beverly Hills, I cannot wait, and yeah, I love all the teasers. So, there was a little bit of social media drama going on a couple weeks ago with Kyle and Garcelle. Uh, it seemed that, well, on Watch What Happens Live, Garcelle claimed that she's currently closer to Kathy than her sister Kyle is. And Kyle said during an, inter- an Amazon Live interview, What Garcelle said on Watch What Happens Live really hurt my feelings. I was shocked. I was making dinner for all my in laws, we did a pre Passover dinner, and then I picked up my phone and heard someone ask, Are you closer to Kathy than Kyle? And Garcelle said, absolutely, and I was shocked, and that really hurt my feelings. This is someone who's known my sister for two seasons on a reality show, and Kathy was barely even on last season because she was busy with Paris's wedding. She's comparing knowing someone from a reality show for a couple of seasons to a lifetime of sisters, regardless of whether Kathy and I are having issues. That was really hurtful. I like Garcelle and we're fine, but that really took me aback and ruined my whole night. Um... I did see that she commented on a, on a post about this on um, all about real housewives and said, we are sisters blood family goes through stuff. They have known known each other for two seasons on a reality show. Regardless, the comment was un was not necessary. Um, I agree, but I, I kind of, you know, want to see what, what the drama is this season and kind of give my opinion when I know the full story. So in a recent interview with page six, Lisa Vanderpump recently said that she will never return to the reality show that put her on the map. She said, "I'm happy I left. I tried to leave 3 or 4 times and um she basically called the show a nightmare and she said I would never go back. That's a hot mess that I could do without." She believes that the showrunners are the ones who gave the puppygate story to Radar Online that threw her under the bus. Executive producer Chris Cullen has always insisted that Lisa was the one who called Radar Online and leaked the puppygate story. And she said, I think it was production that did it. I feel like the producers gave the story. I'm not happy that they tried to blame me. Um, <clears throat> I've kind of given my opinion on this many times, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I I feel like Lisa definitely has the potential to do something like this. However, the more and more that I think about like all the buzz that gets generated on social media, and only because I am a fan page on instagram for housewives there's lots of drama that just goes on and gets perpetuated you know while filming is taking place so it it very well could have been the production team because um a lot of this stuff gets out there and i have to wonder like I i can't believe that it's you know these ladies i mean they're incredibly busy i don't really feel like they have the time to you know, perpetuate stories and you know put stories out there before filming is even done. I kind of think that part of it is like a, a marketing ploy for for Bravo to just get the you know get me talking about it, get other fan pages talking about it, so that you guys get excited for the show. So I honestly I, I wouldn't put it past production that they ended up leaking that story. It was such a mess, and reflecting back on it, I feel like um, it would have been just really easy for Lisa to just keep saying. You know, I I didn't leak like this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I feel like Lisa just kind of had one foot out the door at that point And she didn't really want to be friends with them. I also, I've been watching Vanderpump Rules recently. And I love her on Vanderpump Rules. I think that that show is a really great show. And I think that, you know, the drama on that is just kind of crazy. But um, I feel like she's more in her place and in her element on Vanderpump Rules than she ever was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So, um, I don't really think that she should return to the show and it sounds like she doesn't want to, so. So, recently on Tamra and Teddy's podcast, Two Teas in a Pod, Teddy did give her opinion on the whole Garcelle situation um, with um, her saying that she was closer to Kathy than her sister Kyle was. Um, so, I kind of, you know wanted to share Teddy's opinion with you guys. I mean, clearly she came to Kyle's defense because they are really close friends, but she said, Andy asks Garcelle, do you think Kathy Hilton, do you think you are closer to Kathy Hilton than Kyle is right now? And she said, absolutely. Um, She admitted that Garcelle's comments made her feel really sad. And she explained they are family. And how do you say something like that without a little bit of remorse and not to mention, but they've been a lifetime of being sisters and Garcelle has filmed two seasons with Kathy and the way she said it, she was like all proud and she went on to call Garcelle's comment mean-spirited and said, Here's the thing, Garcelle. Why are you so proud that you are closer with somebody's sister? To me, that was mean, mean-spirited. Um, yes, I, I do agree with that. Um, I guess I agree with Teddy on one thing. <laughs> Moving on over to Jersey. I have a recent podcast appearance that um, Joe Gorga did with Side Piece with Melissa Feister. Um, so... Um, Anyway, here's some backstory. I mean, I know you guys probably already know this, but when Joe and Melissa first joined New Jersey, they were on the outs with Teresa. They were, however, closer. um, They were closer with um, Joe and Teresa's cousins, Rosie, Kathy and Rich. Um, Yet when Joe and Melissa made peace with Teresa, their relationship with Rosie and the Wakilies fell apart since Teresa wanted nothing to do with her cousins. Now Joe is giving some insight into his and Melissa's fallout with Rosie, Kathy and Rich. Uh, Plus a little bit more. So um, he said on this podcast appearance, I can't believe we are still there on New Jersey. It's 12 years later and we are still there and it's not getting better. It's actually getting a little worse now that the kids are involved. I get depressed. It's sad. People say Melissa doesn't have a storyline. Thank God we don't have a storyline. Um, He continued by saying in this show you have to have drama and problems cheating prison we don't want that I would rather not have a storyline why can't we be normal don't people want to see that how to raise your kids the right way how to love each other um, how does a husband and a wife respect each other that's beautiful and hard to see these days that's our storyline and as for his fallout with Rosie. Joe claims that she changed amid her popularity on New Jersey. He said, Rosie was awesome. When I used to get in trouble in grammar school, I'd be in the principal's office and they would say, we're calling your parents. I would say, you can't call my parents because they're in Italy, Italy, so you have to call my cousin. I lied. They would say to Rosie, you have to pick up Joe. He's getting suspended. And she would come to pick me up. She always had my back when I was in trouble and she would always bail bail me out. But then she changed. She got on the show with Richie and that changed her. Richie held on to Rosie because that was the golden egg to stay on the show. He would say, if you want Rosie, she's coming with us if you don't sign us. Um. Joe went on to diss Kathy and Rich saying, no, we don't talk to Kathy and Richie. We are done. We've had issues with them. Honestly, they're insecure people. I'm being real. One time they got fired off the show and we helped them get back on the show with production. We said, we need them back on the show. Let's get them back on. We saved them one year, then they got fired again. We couldn't save them. We aren't Andy Cohen. What happens is when you get caught up in this world that we are in, a lot of jealousy gets involved. Definitely interesting um, for him to say you know, that about Rosie and also about the Wachilles. Um I did feel like the Wachillies' time on the show came to an end. I mean, I didn't really feel like Kathy had much going on for her to stay on the show. And plus, she was definitely on the outs with Teresa. And if Teresa wanted to, you know, mend her fences with Joe and Melissa and she didn't want to hang out with them, then it kind of is... It's it's kind of inevitable. So um, I, I do miss them. I thought that they were great for the show at the time that they were on. However, I, I just feel like their relationship just got tarnished, um, you know, with their cousins. And it just didn't work out. As far as Melissa not having a storyline, I, I get what Joe is saying. Like, don't people want to see, like, normal and stuff like that? Um, you know, we do. But I mean, like, at, you know, Jersey has high ratings for a reason. Like, you know, we like something interesting going on and lately there's just been something interesting going on every year. I mean every year there's some sort of rumor going around and it's just, you know, this huge thing. So I, I definitely think that Melissa needs to step it up a little bit. I mean she kind of um she's getting a little predictable. I feel like, you know, I I don't really feel like she has Teresa's back most of the time and I know that, you know, she tries to stay out of it, not let the drama get involved in their relationship. But it would be nice to see Melissa have her back a little bit. And, you know, and and not be as, as Switzerland as she is season after season. It, w- it would be nice, I would say. So Joe also gave his opinion on Gia being pretty much, you know, more involved this season than she ever has been before. He said, I think she's just too young right now to get involved. I just want her to go be happy, be a 20 year old and just go enjoy her life. She's been through enough shit in her life. Just don't get involved in this stuff. And Melissa actually agreed, saying Margaret is essentially like a 52-year-old woman. To even try to have a conversation with a 20-year-old is just weird. Um, Both Jackie and Margaret also believed that Gia didn't need to be involved in the drama with her mother, and that whole situation was awkward. Jackie actually said it was very uncomfortable to argue with the child of one of her co-stars while Margaret said, I was upset. I was like, Gia's a nice young woman. She doesn't need to be in this drama. Um, On the other hand, Teresa was in full support of Gia's involvement, saying it felt good because I don't have too many people sticking up for me. Um, Meanwhile, so this is just, you know, extra stuff. Um Joe actually admitted that he almost quit New Jersey after the family drama on the show started to include his nieces Gia and Melania. He said, "I'll deal with sister, I'll deal with my brother-in-law, I'll deal with all that nonsense, but not my nieces." You know what that did to me? You know I wasn't filming after that. I don't think I filmed for a month, maybe 3 weeks. I was quitting. Production kind of slowed down. They weren't even filming that much. I wasn't there. They were just doing outside stuff, and I'm telling you, I wasn't filming. I was going to quit. Um, I was done. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to sit on a show and argue with my nieces. I'm not doing that. Um, see, okay, so here's my opinion. I'm like kind of down the middle with this. And I know it's probably really annoying. But um, on one hand, you know, Gia and I are the same age. So and and you know, like, I have no problem getting involved in my family drama because I kind of try to be the voice of reason or I try to stick up for people in my family and I have no problem getting involved with that. I actually don't think it has to do with age. I feel like it's more of a maturity thing. Um, So in terms of like family drama, um, I don't mind, you know, having a conversation with an uncle of mine an aunt of mine, whatever it is. I have no problem doing that. Um, But I do agree that Gia is a little too involved in the show drama And, um, you know, if she wants to start arguing with the ladies or having an opinion with the ladies, then she might as well be a housewife, which, um, you know, that's obviously a terrible idea. So um, I will say that, like, as far as the family drama goes, I don't see, you know, I I don't see an issue there. I mean, Gia's an adult. It's not like she's 13 years old. It's not like she's a baby. Um, She can definitely fight her own battles. Um, And I, I feel like Joe just maybe is, you know, very old school um but you know you're on a reality show dude like it's 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 going to happen so um and another thing yeah i just feel like the drama should stay away from the kids the the show drama should stay away from the kids so speaking of joe threatening to quit um on a recent episode of watch what happens live andy actually stated that the upcoming jersey jersey reunion actually reminded him of the early jersey season reunions And um, so what did he mean by this? Um, So sources are saying that the reunion was intense. And I have a quote from a source here that says, a bomb was dropped at the reunion regarding the whole Jackie and Evan cheating rumor. Lord help us. The rumor was brought up to compare to what Margaret did to Jennifer, which is when Teresa reveals that it was Joe who even told her about the rumor to begin with. And Teresa told everyone that it was Joe who told her, that but no one really believed it Joe obviously denied his involvement but Teresa had no reason to lie about this she is over the drama with her family she doesn't want to fight anymore things got so heated that Joe Gorga threatened to quit the show and walked off the reunion set Andy pleaded with Teresa to speak to her brother and she did Um, that's definitely interesting so what else can we expect Uh, Dolores and Jennifer were going back and forth with each other and it got ugly for a little no one would let anyone talk Source also added that Louis speaks at the reunion and clarifies some things, but Teresa and Margaret had a tough time getting along and nothing was resolved between them, even at the end of the reunion. They will most likely never be friends. Um, Also, the drama regarding Melissa being in Teresa's wedding gets brought up. Teresa does explain that she and Melissa aren't very close. They hardly speak unless they are filming, so people she asks to walk in her wedding are people she speaks to every single day and hangs out with, including Louis's sisters that doesn't shock me like I know I kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago that doesn't really shock me that Melissa's not going to be in her wedding I mean they don't really hang out it's not like they're best friends so that part didn't really shock me um, so if all this stuff is really going to happen at the jersey reunion it's going to be definitely good but um, I really hope that it's not going to be as crazy as early season reunions because I really want like I, I want them to talk and I want points to get across and I kind of want friendships mended a little bit, but I guess we'll see. So things obviously got heated last week on Jersey when Teresa threw drinks at Marge from across the table. Um, I do have a quick interview that Jen did with E! News where she kind of gives her take on Everything that happened on the Nashville showdown, she said it was shocking, but it was not shocking because as Margaret always says, know your audience, don't poke the bear. And this is Teresa Judice we're talking about. She flipped some food, not a table this time. She also continued by saying it was a buildup for Teresa. And I think Margaret triggered her. We've all been guilty of doing hostile or aggressive things in the heat of the moment. I think we all remember Margaret throwing wine on Danielle, pushing Marty in the pool and pouring water over Danielle's head in a very aggressive and hostile manner. So listen, it doesn't excuse it, but I think we've all been guilty of it at one point or another. I feel that all Margaret needed to do was be like, okay, you want me to stop talking about the love of your life and I need to respect that and own that. But because she wouldn't stop, even though Teresa kept asking her to stop, I feel that it was a buildup and it led to where we were in Nashville. After the explosion between Marge and Teresa went down, Jennifer said that she was concerned about Teresa and wanted to make sure her friend was okay, while also encouraging Margaret to own her part in the drama. Um she explained by saying there was no question in my mind i was going to go after teresa and defend her and see if she was okay because leading up to that there were multiple group discussions where i was even telling margaret listen why don't you just acknowledge your pardon at all teresa had some proof that margaret was communicating with i don't know who to be exact but you're asking me if i believe it to be true i don't know for a fact but i do believe it to be true yes i i like wouldn't put that past marge to be honest um I mean, I just, I, I wouldn't. Um, and, I mean, obviously Teresa just gets way too, you know, out of hand. But, I mean, she's on a show. And it's, uh, to me, it's fun drama, guys. I, I'm i here for it. I mean, oops, sorry. Um, I'm here for it. I thought it was really entertaining. Obviously, she, Teresa kind of looked like a fool a little bit. But Marge does need to stop poking the bear, so. So, Tamara and Teddy did spill some tea um, with some insider, you know, news that they have on a recent episode of their podcast so according to tamra the fight between marge and Teresa was a production nightmare tamra said first thing i thought that this first thing i thought was this is a production nightmare shit's flying and they're trying to capture it with the cameras yet producers are trying to make sure no one is getting hurt they are trying to pull Teresa out and somebody's trying to pull margaret all while trying not to get in front of the cameras she reiterated it's a production nightmare and you're gonna get and you get in trouble for that She revealed that Teresa and her then boyfriend, now fiance, Louis, were asked to leave the New Jersey cast Nashville vacation home by producers. She said they did not willingly leave the property. Teresa and Louis were asked to leave by producers, which I can totally understand because I thought how the hell? No, there's no way she's leaving on her own. Production asked them to leave. I heard she put up a big fight. She didn't want to leave. And Teresa thought that Margaret should leave. I'm hearing this from an insider. I didn't see it, but take it for what it's worth. It does make sense. Um... It does kind of make sense. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Um, I mean, like I said, I already told you guys how I felt. I mean, I don't need to keep saying it. Last bit of tea, you guys, for the Jersey reunion that's upcoming. Also in the interview that Jen did with E! News, she said that um, Andy basically scolded the New Jersey Housewives at the reunion after their behavior got so out of hand. She said, Andy was scolding us. Literally, he was like, would you all just shut up or just like one at a time? Um, she said there were times where all of us were screaming all at once. It was very emotional. She added that it's safe to say that all of us kind of go at it during the reunion. Jennifer also teased that nothing could slow Teresa down at the reunion, even having emergency surgery a week before. Um, excuse me. Teresa had an emergency appendectomy, um, sorry, the week before filming the reunion and was under doctor's orders not to yell. The reunion also rehashed Jennifer and Margaret's drama from earlier in the season. During the premiere episode of season 12, Margaret did reveal that Bill had cheated on Jennifer years ago. However, Jennifer did hint that she and Margaret are in a better place now. She said, "I know Margaret was really remorseful for what she did and at the end of the day, I'm happy that she can feel that way. I don't want to hold any I don't want to hold on to any negative energy in my life that just doesn't affect Um, that doesn't just affect my family, that affects me. It's not the type of person that I am, so I'm willing to forgive and move forward. Not forget, I'll probably be on guard, and trust is something that comes with time. But I'm glad we were able to at least talk about our feelings at the reunion, maybe screaming at all times. Um... As for Bill, Jennifer reveals that Andy put him in a hot seat when the husbands joined the reunion. She said, Bill is a champ, and there was part of him that knew it was important for me to share the story. He was put on the spot, and he filmed all season for me, as awkward and as uncomfortable as it was. People were thinking that he wasn't Team Jen, or that he wasn't being supportive of his wife. But I literally acknowledged this big secret, and then I expected him to show up for it, and that's not easy for everybody like it is for me, so I had to respect that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to everything getting laid out on the table for this reunion because there is lots of stuff that just needs to be squashed and hopefully we get some sort of resolution. Moving on over to Orange County, just one quick thing to share. Um, Heather recently teased on her podcast, Heather Dubrow's World, that Noella's fate um, for the next season of Orange County could be in jeopardy. She said, We had a very interesting conversation that I cannot share before the show, um, but very interesting she hinted that she had a conversation with andy before um, a recent episode of watch what happens live She said, the problem is when you get people that have watched too many reality shows and feel like they need this big storyline or they want to, I'm going to fight with this person, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It doesn't ring authentic. The audience responds to it and that doesn't get longevity on this show. Heather went on to share her feelings on Noella's inauthentic antics, including her Riverside screaming session and her choice to make a moment out of taking her rings off on camera twice. Um, I think you see with the audience too that it doesn't ring true, is what Heather said. Um, According to Heather, it seemed like Noella wanted the show to be all about her, adding that she spent most of the time distancing herself from the cast or badmouthing the ladies for not being there for her enough. She um, She said, Noella seems to be always pissed when she's with everyone and everyone's not asking her how she's doing and what's going on and not part of the group, but she was constantly separating herself from the group and for someone who says they wanted to be a part of things, I just don't really get that. It just felt like she wanted to be on a show by herself. She added that Noella was always putting on a show for the cameras instead of being her authentic self. Talking out loud to yourself by yourself when the cameras are there is a put on. You don't walk around your house and go, I wonder if I can light my guitar on fire. You're talking to the camera. It's just all so inauthentic. She also said she knows exactly what she's doing. She's playing a game. I just think it's BS. One example that Heather gave was Noella's behavior at the finale party. Noella kept claiming all she wanted to do was have fun, but the minute cameras went down, Noella went off in a corner by herself while everyone else was enjoying each other's company. She said as soon as the cameras went down, she was off in the corner. Miss, I want to have fun. I'm always the center of fun was in the corner doing nothing while we had fun. Had drinks with the crew, had drinks with each other, and we were dating on table, dancing on tables. Um so here's my opinion on Noella. Do I think that she's going to return for the next season? No. Um one of the reasons is because of the inauthenticness and you know the inauthent inauthenticity. Um there's just no real depth to, you know, her solo scenes. I mean, there's not much she can show because her husband, you know, obviously, you know, she can't dive into that too much because then he could, you know, come after her for saying that he didn't agree to be part of this. There's not much going on in her life for her to be filming individually. Um, and she kind of just makes shit up for group scenes. I mean, she's like a liar. Uh, so don't I don't really see, you know, much happening with that. It started off good and then it just kind of finished. The whole Riverside, you know, screaming thing was just like this weird... I don't know, like I felt like all of Noella's solo scenes this year were exactly how heather said it was like she was filming and she was like directly talking to the camera and it just wasn't really entertaining um and i kind of felt the same way about dr jen um like her solo scenes just were kind of bland and boring and even her group scenes were like just i feel like she just disappeared in the group scenes she never really gave her opinion even at the first part of the reunion she never really said anything um so um Uh, you know, if you ask me, I feel like both of them, you know, probably should not be back on. I kind of miss Elizabeth now. I feel like she would have been really good on this group. And she was just great at last year's reunion. She, you know, brought everything back. And I'm not just saying this because she was my favorite interview I've ever done. But um, (laughs) she would be great with this group of ladies, I feel like. So um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. So, moving on over to Potomac, just a few quick things to share. If you've been watching Potomac since the beginning like I have, Katie Ross was a big part of season 1 of The Real Housewives of Potomac. She was a model and infam- infamously went head to, um head to toe with uh, you know, Giselle and Robin. While Katie was indeed a one-season wonder on Potomac, she did pop up during season two of the show Here and There, and then she returned as an official friend of the Housewives during season four, where she clashed with former friend Ashley Darby. However, Katie mysteriously disappeared from the show after Ashley told her that she wasn't mentally strong enough to be a part of the group. At the time, Katie was dealing with an enormous amount of stress. She suffered a miscarriage months prior, but she was also having custody issues with the father of her three children. Katie was alleged, excuse me, Katie has alleged that her ex was abusive during their marriage. And around this time, Katie vowed never to let the Bravo cameras film her again. She called out production errors and inconsistencies on her social media, but has since deleted some of the claims. Um, one is she she kind of like tweeted this, you know, or I'm sorry, she posted on Instagram like this tweet um, of her opinion um, on, I guess, a recent episode. And, um, it's, it's basically about the whole Michael situation. So I'll read it for you guys. She said, Hey guys, don't hire a woman who graduated from Boston university college of communication with a degree in broadcast journalism like I did and expect her to have her, have her around for events like this, just to be a silly Susie, especially not after coming forward as an abuse victim and survivor. I pay attention. Okay. Monique said truly. Okay. Um, original entertainment production company and Bravo Network straight up doctored the footage, both audio and video of Michael sexually assaulting a cameraman they employed. That's a pretty serious claim. So going forward, all these people have zero credibility if they stay affiliated with production, who would cause this to occur and make it entertainment. It's not funny or cute to lie and say a sexual assault happened if it didn't. And I am truly offended by this whole storyline. As a woman who survived sexual abuse, I'm saying this is wrong and someone needs to be fired." So she's basically claiming that, you know, uh, the whole situation with Monique, I'm sorry, not with Monique, with Michael, uh, sexually assaulting a cameraman that that was basically perpetuated for the show. Fast forward to 2022 and Katie has been spotted out, um, with a few of the Potomac stars. And as a result, rumors have been swirling that Katie's returning to the show for season seven, but Bravo has yet to comment on any season seven casting news, um, there's a bunch of posts on Katie's Instagram of her with Giselle, with um, <laughs> oh, with um, Ray, um, sorry, I'm looking at the pictures, and with Mia. Um, Katie seems to be ready to move on from whatever went down between her and Andy and Bravo. Um, and just last week, she issued a, an apology to, a public apology to Andy. She said in an Instagram post, I would like to issue a public apology for statements I made that weren't cool in the past to Andy Cohen. And I do want a job. And I swear I will totally behave. I'm also sorry for my temper tantrums. I feel no thirst. I just want to work. And I'm hot and amazing. And so I'm issuing this statement publicly. Hashtag Katie vibes. I've always liked her. I think that she would be great to bring back. I thought that she was just unafraid to share her opinion. And I think that she would be great to bring back on the show. Um, but Potomac is expected to wrap filming for season seven at the end of the summer. So um, it's likely that we will get a premiere late this year or maybe early next year. So just this week, reports emerged that Ashley and Michael have called it quits while filming season seven of The Real Housewives of Potomac. A source close to um, Ashley revealed by, or I'm sorry, revealed to lovebescott.com that Ashley filed for legal separation, which is the precursor to divorce in the state of Virginia. In Virginia, you have to live apart from your spouse for a year in order to have an uncontested divorce. Hours later, Ashley confirmed her split from Michael in a statement to Bravo TV. She said, almost eight years ago when Michael and I said I do, we anticipated sharing every single day together from that moment forward unfortunately that is not our current reality we have decided to separate we are aware that there will be many speculative views as to why we have made this decision people will be quick to assume that the causes were too much intrusion by reality tv into the most personal parts of our lives age gap issues cultural problems or child-rearing differences pieces of all these may have affected our pure love for each other but no one no one reason is the root cause of our mutual decision to go our separate ways we are now both at very different stages in our lives and have different goals for our futures. We both want the other to achieve true happiness and fulfillment and feel that we cannot do this together. While our romantic bond is broken, we will always love and respect each other. We also know that true happiness can only be achieved by continuing to work together and putting our hearts and souls into raising our two beautiful boys, Dean and Dylan. They will always feel loved and supported for they were truly created out of love As this is a personal matter for us, we appreciate everyone who has been a part of our journey and ask for your continued support by respecting us as we go through this emotional situation. Um, Definitely have been through, I mean, talk about a couple that's been through a lot um, of controversy. So um, I can't say that I'm completely shocked, but I, I truly hope that Ashley is happy now. I could honestly care less about Michael. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of The Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. So here is your Flash filming update. Atlanta is currently... um, Oh, I'm sorry. Atlanta will be airing on May 1st. That's a Sunday. Um, Beverly Hills will be airing on May 11th. That is a Wednesday. Um, Miami is currently filming for their upcoming uh, 7th season, right? Or no, no, no. Wait, 6th season. Yes. 6th... No, 5th. Oh my god, AJ. Miami is currently filming, um, and everyone is returning. <laughs> um, New Jersey will be finishing real soon, and they have not yet begun filming for the next season, so I guess we will wait and hear about that. Um, New York is currently still in production for the reboot. Um, Orange County will be finishing, is it's still airing on um, Wednesdays, and we will be... Finishing up real soon. We only got a two-part reunion, so it will be airing soon. Um, and then uh, I haven't heard any word yet about filming for Season 17. Potomac is currently still filming for Season 7. And Salt Lake City is almost done filming for their le- for the next season, Season 3. I will let you guys know when I hear more information. And just so you guys know, Real Housewives of Ultimate Girl Strip Season 2... Will be coming June, sometime in June, I'm hearing. um, And the trailer will be dropping very soon. So keep an eye out on my Instagram. Also, The Real House of Dubai premieres on June 1st. You can head to my Instagram and check out the teaser. The trailer should be coming soon. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon.